Welcome to Nobody Asked Us, where two friends try to figure out the things that fascinate, annoy, and baffle us. So join me, Rachel. And me, Sanaz. As we delve into all the things that nobody asked us, but we really wanted to share. This is like a little bit of a departure for us. Although, you know, we talk talk about nostalgia stuff, but this is like a very childhood story. This is like, and it's pretty, uh, well, at least in the U.S., pretty universal yeah everybody um do you want to give a little background on what the story is or give a little summary yeah so ultimately there is an emperor and in some mythical land mythical land and he is naked but the people around him are perpetuating this lie that he is wearing the most incredible robe and he is you know, adorned and the fabric is incredible. And he has like a fake tailor sewing him fake clothes. Yes. yes. But at the end of the day, he's absolutely naked and everyone around him is propelling this lie. And I just was thinking back to reading as a kid and how I felt in grade school. And as I was turning the pages, I remember just thinking, why is no one telling him the truth? (laughs) Like, isn't this guy going to be so upset and embarrassed when he finds out he's actually naked? Does it really help him to perpetuate the lie? Was isn't it just better to break the news to him? Like he'll feel he won't punish anyone, right? He'll appreciate it. He'll be you know have open arms to it. And I just I as a kid never registered ego or fear of people in power. I think, and that's why it's always surprising me because as adults we get it, we understand how world leaders and CEOs and just celebrities and people just walk around with a bunch of yes men who will never call them out on their bullshit. Mm -hmm. But as a kid, I just never understood why you would ever want that. But we all, we know it. And it's like, when do we learn that? When do we, I mean, I think it, I mean, definitely depends on how you were raised, who you were around, were you around like a terrifying authority figure growing up? Like, was it just known that like, you do not cross this person, you do not tell them they're wrong? Or do you learn it as so many of, us do i did in the working world Mm -hmm. when you're like my god why is everything so inefficient at a company oh because you have to get input and approval from so many unnecessary people everyone and their mother everyone yes and 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 not for any good reason other than they're going to be mad Mm -hmm. if their opinion isn't heard right and then you end up with just too many cooks in the kitchen is that And there's a difference between you should include many people in the process and get their opinion versus you're too scared to deliver bad news to them. Mm, And I feel like we do both Okay. in in large corporate settings for sure. Yeah. So like all, I definitely have examples in consulting and tech where, you know, let's say Bob at the company 10 years ago, he made an investment, let's say in a technology solution you know, he put his reputation on the line for it. It was his baby. It was his project. It was his team and his reputation at work. And then let's say 10 years later, that investment didn't really pan out or we need to make a change. It's so hard to go back to that same person and say, hey, that decision you made 10 years ago was terrible. And that's why we need to change it. It's like we have to work around that ego and be careful and make sure that it doesn't look like we're calling them out on something. It's almost more convenient if they're not at the company anymore. Right, but kids, I mean, obviously there's ways to smooth it over. There's whole teams of people whose entire job it is to smooth over those 
uh, delivery of that information, yeah, yeah. I guess. The messaging. The messaging. And sometimes I wonder if it's just the nature of like the job you're in, right? So I think about like very specialized jobs, like things that are not that important. Mm -hmm. There's like the theory of like uh, bullshit jobs. Mm -hmm. It was written about by, I need to check this, but it's, yeah. it's an anthropologist who studies like, it's like white collar. Really specialized jobs. Specialized, yeah. but like you're not doing, you're not making a thing. No. You're just, you're kind of like, there's, there's you're, you're part of the process, but you're not really part of the process, but these critical role. Right. And it's like the higher, it's something about like, like the higher, these, these jobs are highly paid mm -hmm. and very smart people are in them, mm -hmm. but ultimately they're not doing anything that's like consequential. Yeah. Consequential. Yeah. So they have to put a lot of importance into their jobs. But yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, I do think it's like certain types of personalities also like into this a little bit more like mm -hmm. i don't know i don't want to be told i don't care like yeah. how high up i got like i was doing something that was embarrassing please tell me yeah please tell me please call me out. spinach my teeth please yeah. tell me yeah. like um and even that is such a good example like you could be talking to a peer a friend and still might be embarrassed to call out the spinach in their teeth <laughs> Right. Or that their flies open. Yes. Why do we have that? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I do. It's, it gets a little awkward. I think it's yeah. awkward. Some of it's just awkward. I try to always tell people because I always just think I want to know. Right. And I don't want to be sitting there with something. And, you know, you gesture like, oh, you have something right there. And, you know, you just try to do it really quickly and just to not linger on that. But then, that, then the person gets like kind of embarrassed and then you don't want to deal with that person being yeah. embarrassed and you're like uncomfortable. But then they come back and they're like, no one told me my fly was over. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. They get mad. Yeah, no, it's weird how you strike that balance or like who you tell that to or yeah. who you don't. There's definitely people who I'm just like, I'm going to let that slide. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that whole, like, that. where do we learn that fear? I mean, you definitely see it with certain types of leaders right and mm. i would say oh dictators i mean yeah when sasha baron cohen was making the movie the dictator which is actually one of the scripted movies when they asked him like how did he think about that character and how did he pull those traits together or whatever and he's like i was just really influenced by other world leaders and celebrities mm -hmm. who just act bizarrely and dress crazy and like yeah, he's like, he's like, you know, there's no one in their inner circle calling them out. Call this is why they do the most bizarre thing. So he pointed to like Gaddafi, Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. People is like, what's with the outfits? Like, no one's like, yo, you look weird. Like, people, just, that, that's crazy. Take it off. Do something else. Michael you know? Jackson. Yeah. Did nobody tell him? No, I just, I just think you get to a certain level of stardom and like everyone's scared to approach you. Right, but you, yeah, I guess you probably have to make more of like an effort to like, or you purposely surround yourself with yes men, right? Get rid of all the people who would say anything bad about you, and you know, that's a whole other issue. But I just thought that was right. really funny where he was drawing these parallels between these eccentric celebrities as well as like world leaders like Gaddafi. Like, do you remember when Gaddafi was giving an interview to a newspaper and he was in his car in a car? with the door open and then an umbrella held out above his head. I do not seated in the car, like just the funniest weird things. And you're like, no one is calling this man out for anything. <laughs> it, 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 he just wants it that way. And that's how it goes. Exactly. I think, oh, well, I think about, I mean, the obvious example is the, the, the Kims. Yeah. The, the, the Koreans. Yeah. 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 Um, 
like they, they appear like the movie the interview didn't there was like a huge yes deal with that they yes. they're just kind of making fun of them like yes. you would for an if they got hacked do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah sony got hacked but like the, like the the legend that everybody has to pretend to believe is that they don't poop yep <laughs> like, which is hilarious like i would love to have people think that i'm the only human that doesn't shit but like <laughs> also, I just think how much you have to, but like, work to hide it. I don't know if I would love that, but you know what I mean. Like, what yeah, a weird yeah, yeah. thing, what and a what weird thing. what a level of power. Yes, to like have the most human thing that everybody, thing does. everybody does. Yeah, everyone has to. Do yeah, it. yeah. But I'm just thinking now, like, okay, if you have to keep that so top secret, if you have to go out somewhere, how do you create the environment for the facilities to then hide that that person is using the restroom? Like, that's a lot of work. Yeah, and like. They must know that somebody knows because there's a toilet yeah. in, that, in that residence. Wherever yeah. he lives, his palace, I don't know. Yeah. There's a toilet. Yeah. And somebody knows he, like. What an odd thing. It's almost like being like, he doesn't need oxygen. The rest of us do, but he doesn't. So that's, okay. So basic. That's a particularly strange one because you have to, like, on some level, like, I think Gaddafi probably believed his own bullshit, right? Yeah. But, like, Kim Jong-un has to know that he poops. Oh, I see. I see. Like, like he's in on this secret. Too. Yes, he's in on this. Yeah, the con. Like in like, but no. Unlike most cases of these, I think that these people believe their, their own, own delusion. They believe yeah, their yeah, own yeah, delusion. Yeah, they yeah, surround yeah. themselves with like the emperor. Yeah, he believes it, yes. or because like, he's yes. surrounded by people. Who but like, he can't help. But this is just a total aside. I'm yes. just saying, like, he can't help but know that he's got to poop. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so he's just got to train everybody around him to be in on the secret and it's, it's how do you keep how do you keep up with that lie it's That's very exhausting. hard it's very hard to like lie i think people who like have like long cons believe their own stuff because mm -hmm. it's very hard to like have that dissonance right mm -hmm. i guess the pooping thing isn't that important but it is weird it's a weird one it's a weird one it's a yeah. really weird one yeah. yeah that's a really good one but yeah, these leaders and celebrities yeah. and people in these positions. And we just, we see it everywhere. We see it, like, going back to the corporation example. Yeah. Like, you see how someone will speak to their subordinates with such authority and, you know, confidence. And then they get in the room with their superiors. And then all of a sudden, they're so deferential. And I just think it's, like, mm. it's so interesting. It's, like, we know to do it. It's almost instinctive. Mm -hmm. obviously we learn about hierarchies in many different ways right, right right but just that behavior and yeah to me it's like why is the joke 10 times funnier just because that person is in a position of power and power like the joke is either funny or it's not yeah <laughs> why does he get more fewer laughs you know yeah it's very interesting because i think it does take a certain personality type to really embrace that but it's also like um i do think that people generally bristle at that at at, at at being force fed a narrative so like i don't understand like korea it's like north korea it's like enforced by like the military right and right, right. you know you will be killed right if you don't flatter this person's right. vision of themselves i think it's a little hard or like in a company you might be fired or you won't get promoted like there's consequences and i think it's very interesting because there's like some like very uh salient cultural examples mm -hmm. of people kind of trying to force a narrative or control a narrative about themselves that just doesn't sit quite right so give me an example okay so i was thinking about this and it's 
total departure from Kim Jong. Go on. Loon. But I was thinking about Meghan Markle. Okay, go on. So she really, so, you know, a very ultimately inconsequential figure. Right. Pop culture figure, minor member of the British royal family. Right, right. But she really gets some people going. She I, is very divisive. I, I find her very annoying, personally. I mean, yeah. I don't find her sinister, really. I just find her deeply annoying. Yeah. But, like... There's a narrative that's being pushed that just doesn't ring true with the person that's there. It's like, she's like I'm a, you know, philanthropist. I was like, what money have you donated? Right, or like, she's right. like, I'm just a, such a good person. I'm such a good person. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. but like, you, you don't seem like Mother Teresa. I mean, Mother Teresa was apparently very uh, she's controversial. Not very nice. Yeah, she was not a very nice lady. Um, but do you know what I mean? It's not like, fuzzy at all. like I, I really think people don't take well when there's no pressure. Like they don't take well to like a narrative that seems false when there's no pressure to believe in it. Do you know what I mean? I, I get what you're saying. Cause the I'm, question yeah. that more, I, I understand your point on the Meghan Markle where I sit on it is it, when I see on paper, the things that she's promoting or, you know, pushing for like the stances she takes, I'm like, yeah, I want all of that. Like the things that she puts out there, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's Liberal politics, great, whatever. But, like, but it's also, but for me, I, the mistrust comes from like, I don't know why there's examples and interviews and things where I feel like she lies about stuff you just don't need to lie about. And, uh, and yeah. that, that's like the ungenerous part. So I remember when they did the announcement around the engagement um, in the interview, she's like, look, I mean, I'm from America. I mean, you don't even know who the royal family is. Like, I didn't grow up with any yeah, of this. This what? is all surprising. I was like, Sweetheart, everybody watched Diana's funeral. You know, we all knew who they were. Yes, it wasn't in our country, but we were aware of it. I don't know why she felt the need to say that. You could have just said, look, I was in no. the U.S. I didn't pay attention to it. Other people did. I just don't see why you need but to it's, convince all of us. It's ludicrous that you'd be marrying into that family and you don't know a thing. But I, I just, it was an unnecessary lie to me. And I'm yeah. always curious why mm -hmm. people lie about things they don't need to lie about. Like, yes. I had orange juice versus apple juice this morning. Oh. Inconsequential. Why did you need to lie about that? Well, I think that that's also something about like that personality type that wants to like control the narrative. It's a control of the narrative, yeah. Which right. seems similar to the North Korean example. It's like, yeah. let's control the narrative, but this guy does not poop. He doesn't poop, made a hole in one the first time played golf. Yeah, uh, that, that was yeah. good. Yeah. That was a really good it's one. Not, it's not necessary. Nobody, Nobody's asking, is he pooping? <laughs> no. No one was no, saying, <laughs> as a leader, you better not be pooping. Nobody, you think that would be quite rude. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and it's why are these poops? It's yeah. Expectation. Yeah. yeah. So I'm always really interested when someone lies about something that they do not need to lie about, that doesn't serve any purpose, and that ultimately plants a seed of doubt about how genuine they are. And I yes. remember just walking away from that interview being like, no, Oh, the, the Oprah interview. The, no, no, the, the, when they announced the engagement. The engagement. Oh, yes. And yes. I was just like, I no, we all knew who they were. Whether you cared about them or not, that's a personal choice. But don't try to convince an American that none of us yeah. knew a thing about yeah. that. Like Diana's funeral was one of the most watched events. I still remember it as a kid and no one in my family particularly cared about the Royals. So like it was out there, sweetheart. Is it possible that the reason why she's annoying is not that she is a bullshitter? It's she's not very good at it. 
Like she's not, she's trying to bullshit people a little bit too much on things that like. I think it's the too much. I think it's the degree to which yeah. she's trying to bullshit. Because again, yeah. the stances and what she's, you know, promoting and trying to put out in the world or whatever. I'm like, yes, I totally understand and stand behind and support all of it. I just don't feel that genuine nah. spirit with her. Yeah, there's a, just a, like something. Something's like, off. Something's off. Something's off. Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of people that you like either love or hate her. I mean, but I don't understand. I don't understand the love because I just it's oh look she's like I can understand thinking she's fine <laughs> and like not her not setting off like your bullshit radars because you haven't had experience with that kind of person before or she just for some reason doesn't trip them up. Yeah, but I don't. Like, she, I can understand love. I bet you the love is people that are happy that somebody came in, saw an institution or saw something they didn't like, and they were like, "Forget this. I'm out. I'm not going to deal with this crap." I think people sure, but that. yeah, but it, that just also doesn't ring true because she insists on using her titles right, all right, the time. Right. Whereas, like, Even on come the podcast. on, come on, yeah. <laughs> but but do you get what I'm yeah. saying? I, I see that perception where people are like, "Oh, you broke the mold. You finally looked at something. And you're like, forget this. I'm out. And I don't need to take it. That's crap. You guys, like, I think people admire that. I guess if that's something you want to see, right? Like, that's yeah. something you're looking for. I mean, yeah. it's similar to in our earlier conversations about. Um, culty leaders yeah. uh, like you can ignore a lot of things if some if somebody represents something that like speaks to you mm-hmm. right like talk about the, yeah the Elon Musk thing or it's like he represents like innovation and change and yes. risk taking and stuff yes. like you can ignore what kind of like he's a little bullshitty or whatever yeah. or like or like his like yeah you know you're willing to if somebody is powerful right you can overlook a lot of the details yeah and you get enamored by it but again it's like i remember there were three or four friends that i was texting with when the first couple episodes of megan markle's podcast came out and oh. they're all like damn it i like it yeah <laughs> like, begrudgingly admitting that we like the content and i remember just thinking both things can be true right you can find somebody kind of disingenuous and full of shit, but also like the things they put out there or like the ideas and you don't kind of full hearty get behind it the way that some people might with Elon Musk, but like both things yeah. can be true about someone that you're just like, eh, not a fan, but damn it, I like that episode. Yeah. I like that conversation. Yeah, I haven't listened because she just annoys me, but <laughs> it's good. I like yeah, it. okay. Not okay. all the episodes, some are better than others, but and obviously, I mean, she has like heavy hitter guests and like great producers, so you know, if yeah. it wasn't good, it would be a shame. Yeah, yeah. But with all that help, it better be damn good. Yeah. It's not like a operation like we have. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's not a grassroots operation. Not grassroots. No. Where we pause between haunts outside of New York City. <laughs> this is the first episode we're actually sitting in the same room, which is exciting. Yeah, it is. So, it is from New York and Houston, but here yeah. we are together. Here we are. Just pausing between ambulances going by. Today's a busy day. Today's the been a busy day. Out there. Oh, so people need the ambulance. Yeah, you lots think, are happening. Oh God, fire trucks. I'm sorry, I live on a through road. <laughs> at least, at least it's synced. At least you understand like where it's coming from. Yeah, I was like, it was never like this. Yeah, it was a busy day. So, do you think that you would be the type of leader that would have like yes men around you? Like, let's say. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's tempting, isn't it? I don't know. You know, they say power <laughs> corrupts. And, like, I mean, think about, I don't know, somebody like Trump, mm-hmm. right? Like, constantly surrounded by 
yes men and people like not the b not the c the d list yeah it's just like people who just like won't tell like he would just fire people well, who didn't tell him what he wanted what's interesting is like they can get rid of the people that disagree with them but like they can't trust the people around them. They must know that some people are trying to. They're in it for themselves. Oh, I mean, he's an ex he's an extreme narcissist. Right, right, like right. he's like, yeah, everything I think is great. Yes, you know, yes. and I think, I mean, it, I think he has some kind of like pathology there. Yeah. Um, but I do think like, I don't know. It must be nice to be told that I I think because I haven't been. Maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm not a psycho or I haven't been raised to be a psycho. Yeah. Like, I would want to know. And also, things. like, would you purposely look out to include people in your inner circle that mm -hmm. are going to disagree with you or at least disagree with your people? Or, you know, like, how much, maybe we don't fire the people that disagree with us, but how much are we looking to create that natural tension around us mm. to keep us level-headed and real? Well, it depends. And I think actually that's a really good question. And I think it's got to be a, some kind of balance, right? Because you don't want to keep around a person who like is just going to make your life miserable yeah, by nitpicking like at everything or just yeah. like, I'm thinking of a person, uh, I, you know, I've known people in my life who just in an unconstructive way <laughs> are just like really antagonistic. And uh, you know, that I would say no. Yeah. I think you have, to, I mean, you have to be really thoughtful about it, right? And not everybody is. Not everybody mm -hmm. is like, not everybody wants to. It feels good. Yeah. Right? What about you? Yeah. What do you? I wonder if I would be, I, I agree with you. Like the person that's just going to slow everything down doesn't sound like fun. Just like, the person who just kind of secretly just hates you. Yeah. Luck. Yeah. I think I would, I mean, I, I, ideally, I think I would hope to be open to having someone maybe on like a daily or weekly basis just telling me the worst of what the other side thinks. Like, let's say I'm a politician. It's yeah. Like, tell oh. me what's the worst thing being said about me on their side, or tell me the the worst criticism I'm getting, or something. Like, oh yeah, you got you gotta have that. Yeah, you gotta have that. You gotta have someone keeping your ears to the ground. So like, it's yeah, you gotta, you gotta know what are the like the protection of information. I think is really scary. Oh, like data protection. No, 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 like someone protecting you from the information about you out there or right. protecting you from people, what people are saying and not trying to hurt your feelings. Counterpoint. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I've gotten like very interested in like a certain kind of like Twitter threat. I follow a lot of like Twitter accounts. They're just like kind of mm -hmm. like shit posters or they're like funny. Mm -hmm. And there's this piling on effect where somebody who's like not famous will post something and it's kind of irreverent and funny. And it'll always devolve into like some kind of criticism, like you're not thinking about um, differently able, you're being ableist or you're being racist or you're being, and it's like, whoa. And then the person will end up apologizing and being like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean that. I didn't think of all these other things. It's like the whataboutism. Mm -hmm. And so I think on some level, that's what I'm saying about like the curation, you have to like be thoughtful. And I think it's really hard to do mm -hmm. balanced about it. Like you cannot please everybody all the time. No. Like nobody would ever be funny or free. Or nobody would feel free to speak their minds. I mean, yes, people shouldn't say awful things. Mm -hmm. People shouldn't, you know, be casually bigoted towards other people, but there is an effect of our current media environment. That's very, if that's what you, if you were listening to all your critics, 
all the time, mm -hmm. you'd never be able to function. You never be able to, yeah. 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 So. Well, yeah, I, I think in, let's say if you're a CEO of a company that has a lot of competition, mm -hmm. that's going to come up because you're thinking right. like, what's the other side doing? Or mm -hmm. What are they counting with? Like those conversations will naturally occur. Mm -hmm. I think where it doesn't happen as much as when there is not natural competition and not a clear answer. Mm -hmm. It's just choosing between one of four approaches. And then maybe one influential person in power really likes approach number one, but other people are scared to say, actually, we don't think number one's the best. We think you should go with two or three or four. I think it's when people are not willing to speak up. It's right. the scary part, right? Right. Have you ever seen, did you watch Silicon Valley? Of course. <laughs> Great show. HBO Do you remember show? the bear is still sticky with honey? So in Silicon Valley, um, Gavin Belt, was it Gavin Belt? Yeah, yeah, the guy who was like the, the former head of Hulu or whatever yeah, company, he's yeah. like the big. But was it called, you know, was it called? Hooli, Hooli, sorry. I was like, Hulu's like, also yeah. a real place. Yeah. yeah, so Gavin Belt, who was, you know, this, let's say, venerated tech giant, right? Some kind of like blend of whatever, Jeff Bezos and. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Bill Gates. Bill Gates, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so he's got his, you know, team of 30 assistants or whatever, mm -hmm. and they're helping him prepare for a big speech that he's going to give at some conference in Silicon Valley. And so they're working on, you know, the lights and the speech and where he's going to start and da, da, da. And he's giving, you know, all these assistants around him, we'll have like notepads and we're all eager and they're falling yeah. down the hallways. And he's giving them notes like, you know, I want to start here. You need to cut this out. Da, 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 da. And the last thing he says is, and the bear is sticky with honey. And they're all like, the bear is sticky with honey. The bear is sticky with honey. And they, none of them know what he's talking about. And he just goes away. And now all these people who are, everyone is scared to say, can you please clarify that? Yeah. So for weeks on end, they go and try to understand what that mercurial reference meant. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they make yeah. all of these changes. So he comes back and then he's like, no, 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 nothing is right. Like, take this back to here, remove that again, add this yeah. back, whatever he goes. And the bear is still sticky with honey. And it turns out what he meant was the first time around, he was making coffee. He was putting honey into the coffee. And you know how honey, like, there's a brand that's in the, yeah, in the little shape of the bear. Plastic bear, yeah. And all he was saying is wipe the honey off of the outside of the bear. And that's... so he comes back again and the same honey bear is sticky and that's all he meant like why is it sticky yeah this is such a perfect example of like what could that mean yeah that he, sticky with honey yeah. and these people are too scared to ask someone like can you please clarify and i've totally seen that happen like having worked in corporate for so long you get these weird vague mercurial sentences and suggestions from someone in a position of power and you're too scared to be like hang on I'm sorry. Can you please clarify that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have time, and you're scared, and you don't want to be seen as stupid. And I just always love that example of like the bear is sticky with honey. I don't remember that episode, but that is quite perfect. Yeah, that yeah, is quite exactly. perfect. And it, yeah, I mean, and these people also—it's not necessarily that these people are bad people. They like don't mean to always mean to like terrify you with their like pronouncements, not at right? All. Not at all. Yeah. Like even thinking about. I don't know. It's just like a function of the hierarchy and like the power constructs. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think about like, uh, what's a more everyday example? Like in school, right? Mm -hmm. 
you're like a senior and a freshman. You're terrified of the seniors exactly. when you're a freshman. Exactly. You know, and it's like not pretty. It's not because they're bad people. It's just because they're yeah. awe-inspiring. Yes, yes. And then you become <laughs> the freshman in college, and now you're and that, yeah, a little, little fish again. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens everywhere, but again, the book is so fascinating because the, the children's book. Let's clarify. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the children's. Yes, book. we should all reread it. <laughs> we should all reread it. We need like the adult version. You know, we need the work version. We need the government version. I think it's too um, depressing because we see it. We see it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It was just something we wanted to talk through because we thought the lessons from it were so relevant. And it doesn't have to just be an emperor. It doesn't have to be a dictator or someone that's fully empowered to be able to create that sort of behavior and that reaction from us. Right. Oh. So I didn't relate to any of those people around him that were lying. And now I get it. <laughs> Oh, let's let's give a let's give a little fact about this. This is actually a Hans Christian Andersen tale. Well, there you go. Oh, what a guy! What a guy! So yeah. many Disney movies. What a ugly duckling, Little Mermaid, Emperor has no clothes. Yeah, so many good ones. But yeah, good that, for him, man. Again, I kept thinking that her poor emperor is just going to be so sad when he finds out the truth. But you know what? Many people probably never want to know the cold hard truth, to be honest. Um, I must also give another fact check. Mm -hmm. It's actually the Emperor's new clothes. <laughs> so, sorry about that, but you guys know what we're talking about. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. the point was, the Emperor has no clothes. The Emperor has no clothes. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, they're not. But yeah. the book was the Emperor's new clothes. That's a little bit, it's a little bit more sophisticated, actually. That title, it's like, oh, it's new clothes, but there's not new clothes. There's not new clothes. All right, Rachel, um, why don't we give some recommendations for this week? So what would be yours? So my recommendation for um, this week would be the the Fire Festival documentary, but not the Netflix one. The Netflix one got a lot of press. It was very flashy and kind of like scandalous. There was another yeah. one that came out around the same time on Hulu, and it was produced by, I think there were a bunch of like, there was this New Yorker writer, her name is Maria Konnikova, and she studies the psychology of con artists. And it was really, you know, it, it, it gave the story of, you know, the whole like debacle and like how it was carried out. But the, the, the really interesting part was that it showed the psychology behind the type of person who, uh, who cons people and who continually does it. And the other interesting thing I thought about the documentary was that they interviewed the guy behind the fire festival, Billy McFarland yeah. himself. And then they interviewed his girlfriend who is currently helping him run scams, or I guess, I don't know if he's still actually in jail. This was like a couple of years ago, but she's like helping him run scams out of prison. Like he's still trying to like yeah. do his next gambit. And it's like the idea that these people are so brazen, but also like the kind of the genius of showing like the person who's the cover for this. So it's like kind of like a watch out. I just thought it was, I thought it was fantastically done. Great psychological insight. And um, yeah, I recommend everybody watch that one. And the Netflix one is like, whatever. It's not that good. <laughs> that's, that's second best. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. So my recommendation would be the book Bad Blood. Um, and that's about the Elizabeth Holmes scandal. It's written by someone named, I'm probably going to butcher this, but John Carreroo. Carrie Roo, yeah. And Carrie it's really good. I mean, I know there's been 
documentaries and fictionalized films about this and podcasts about Elizabeth Holmes, but I thought the book was really thorough. And I think um, spent a lot of time just going into, you know, the science and the way the business was set up in a very thorough way. So I, I loved it. I love anything related to Elizabeth Holmes. So check those out. All right. Well, that's all we have time for. Thanks guys. Talk to you See next you. time. See you next time. Bye guys. Bye.